Savior, and he is the soon coming king again, once again, amen, and we're going to stay on the battlefield until that time comes. Good evening, all of you, good to see each of you tonight. Yeah, I see you, Sister Nora, nothing like the old hymns, you write about it, amen, God bless you, and we thank God uh, that you all are already in the house. Who do we have in the house this evening? Good to see you all already populating uh, our timeline, our chat line. Uh, good evening, Dorothy Jones. Good evening to you, Sister Jones. Betty Palmer is with us on this evening. Good to see you, Shirley Bell. Sister Bell is with us. God bless you. Sister Stewart is in the house. God bless you. We are on the battlefield. The Lord, Mother Curry, I know you're on the battlefield. Amen. Good to see you, Mother Curry, this evening. Sister Langford, God bless you, Marilyn Langford. Good to see you. I know you're on the battlefield. Clara Roberts, Hey, if anybody's on the battlefield, Clara Roberts is. God bless you. Good to see you all tonight. Amen. God bless you, King uh, Productions. God bless you. Good to see you on tonight as well. Barbara Hurd, God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Hurd. Amen. Sister Moody, good to see you, Sister Moody. Amen. Philandra Mack is with us this evening, all the way from, from, uh, from Texas, the big, big D over in Texas, Laura. Wesley Young, good to see you this evening, Sister Young. Listen, I pray that you all are having a good day on today, that you've had a good day. Things are well for you. Listen, I'm a little casual tonight. I hope that doesn't offend anybody. Amen. A little casual tonight. 
And I said, listen, uh, you know, if, if y'all could watch me in, in jeans and, and some pajamas and, and everything else, surely uh, a, a sweatshirt wouldn't, wouldn't offend you too much. Amen. So a little casual tonight, but uh, we, we, I promise you the word is going to stand strong tonight. Good to see all of you tonight. Mary Bell, God bless you. Good to see you. Linda Butler is in the house. God bless you, Sister Butler. Daisy Jenkins is with us. Listen, you know what I need you to do? Go ahead and share this with your neighbors. Share this with your friends. We need to get our numbers up because we're going to continue uh, our study from last week. And we had a wonderful uh, word on last week. And I promise you, if the Lord says the same, uh, we're going to have a good word on tonight, too. Terry Gray is with us. God bless you. Rodney Nixon. Rodney, good to see you, brother. God bless you. From the D.C. Yeah, from the D.C. metro area. Good to see you, man. Uh, Faye Foster is with us on tonight. God bless you. Patricia McGee. Amen. Pat McGee is with us. Listen, y'all, Pat does some great shirts. If y'all need some shirts done, some monogramming done, go talk to Pat. She does a great job. Reverend Harrington is with us on tonight. Good to see you, Reverend Harrington. Virgie Butler is with us on tonight. God bless you. Good to see you all. Go ahead and share it, and we will get into our study of the word on tonight. Look, I'm already getting warm. I'm getting hot in here, y'all, because the word is going to be just that good. I'm already sweating a little bit. Listen, um, while you're continuing to while you are continuing to uh, populate uh, the room, listen. Certainly, we want you to be in prayer uh, for for the Lowry family, Gail and Joe Lowry. Uh, please lift them up. A tragic loss uh, of JoJo JoJo Jr. Joe Jr. We call him JoJo here. Um, those funeral services are. Friday, Friday at 11 a.m. here at the church. And so uh, please lift them up. Keep them in your prayers. Uh, certainly our hearts go out to them uh, in this time of, of bereavement. And certainly to all uh, who are experiencing bereavement, all who are experiencing uh, sickness, uh, we're lifting you up as well. We're praying for you. Listen, we still believe in the power of prayer. The prayers of the righteous, the Bible says, availeth much, and we will continue to be a praying church, even in troubling times. We're going to be a praying church. Faced with problems, we're going to be a praying church. Faced with pain and persecution, we are a praying church because we believe in the power of prayer. Does anybody uh, believe with me tonight that prayer still changes things? Prayer still works. Uh, prayer still works, beloved. God is still hearing our prayer. Amen. God is still answering our prayer. Amen. Amen. We're continuing to lift up the uh, Mixon family as well. God bless you all. We are praying for you as well. Amen. 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 God bless you. Listen, why don't we go in prayer as we get into the word tonight? Amen. Father, we thank you for this, this time together, for the study of your word, for the truth of your word, for the power that it provides in our lives. Lord, we pray now. We pray, God, for those who are in difficult moments and tough times. Those who need to hear and be reminded and reaffirmed in their faith of the power of your word and the presence of your spirit. God, right now, you know what all of us stand in need of. 
You see us collectively, but you know us individually. So God, I pray now that your spirit individually ministers to us. Wherever we are, from DC to Dallas, Birmingham and everything in between, God, send your anointing. Fill us with your spirit. Touch us where we hurt. Speak to us where our hearts need to hear from you. Grant it, we pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you tonight. Listen, let's get back in this word. I pray you all were blessed on last week. We're going to jump right into uh, into the word tonight. Listen, so so there's something we, we oftentimes say in the church. Um, and um, I want to I want to kind of challenge it just a little bit, just a little bit, not much. We oftentimes say there's nothing God can't do. There's nothing that God can't do. And I understand the sentiment of what we're saying, but I want to challenge that just a little bit tonight. Just a little bit, not much. I don't want to mess with your theology too much. But there are at least two things that God can't do, or at least we know that he won't do. But I'm going to say can't for this, for purposes of, of tonight. I'm going to say, number one, God cannot fail. He cannot fail. God, listen, God is omnipotent, which means he has all power. God cannot fail. And that doesn't mean that he's going to do everything we want him to do. But it does mean that when it comes to his character, when it comes to his word, God cannot fail. Second thing I wanna suggest that God cannot do, God cannot lie. God cannot lie. Now, now, let let me let me let me let me press it from the standpoint of this not being an issue of God's ability but this being an issue of God's character right this isn't an issue of power this is an issue of person and his character and his person prevents God from lying God is not man that he should lie. He is not the son of man that he should repent. His character, who God is, keeps him from lying. And the reason I wanted to start there is because I want to revisit and 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 rebuild what where we left off last last week that God God 
in the midst of a broken world and in the midst of a broken people who oftentimes break promises. The good news is that God does not break his. His character keeps him from breaking the word that he made, the promise that he gave. His character, who he is, God is holy. God is righteous. God is just. And because God is holy and righteous and just, that which God has said, God will perform. <laughs> Are you hearing me? His character keeps him from telling a lie. Which means, ultimately, that we can trust God. It means that we can absolutely trust what God has said and trust that he will not fail to bring it to pass. Because he cannot fail and he will not lie. Won't do it. It's against his character. It's against his nature. It's against his person. So last week we talked about, we talked about um, scripture that, that tells us in, 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 in uh, Numbers 23 and 19, God is not man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. We talked in Second uh, Peter 1 and 4 that, that God gives to us precious promises. And, and I said to you last week that that which is precious to you, 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 keep, you keep watch over. That which is precious to you, you know where it is. That which is precious to you, you hold on to it. And the precious promises of God, the word of the Lord, those are things that we keep near to us. We keep in our hearts. And remember, what comes, um, that which comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, right? Which is why Jesus in his dying hour speaks the word of God, into thy hands I commit my spirit. That which came out of his mouth proceeded from his heart because it was precious to him. He kept the precious promises of God in his heart, the same way as the believers of, of the Lord, as disciples of Christ, as followers of Jesus, we must also then keep the precious promises of God close to us, near to us, in our hearts. Amen. So last week, we talked about some of the promises that we can stand on, standing on the promises of God. We talked about standing on uh, the promises of salvation, promises of salvation. And I told you I'm an old, I'm, I'm kind of old school when it comes to this, right? I told you that, right? That, that I just believe, and I, I may have stirred up some, some, some folk last week. I'm, let me go ahead and stir you up again. I just believe that Jesus teaches that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That no man comes to the Father but by him that he is the way. Jesus Christ is our way, the way of the world 
to be saved, the way for the world to come into relationship with God being through Jesus Christ. All right. Told you that last week. I think I also shared with you from Psalm 31, Psalm 31 verses 1 uh, through 5. I think I shared with you that God tells us that he is a rock and a fortress. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thy ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. Oh, let me let me go back and remind you also. That, that's what I meant to say. I shared with you last week also uh, that when it comes to Old Testament scripture, uh, that that we should be careful about so quickly applying promises that the Lord made to specific people. Um, that 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 we that as we read Old Testament scripture, that that we should extract principles of promises made to people, right? But not necessarily apply those promises to us. God made promises to Abraham. God made promises to Moses. God made promises to David. God made promises to Gideon. Those are promises made to people, right? But there are principles from those promises that we can extract and apply to us. Absolutely. We can apply the fact when that, 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 that the Lord tells Abraham to uh, walk this land and wherever your, uh, the soles of your feet uh, walk, that I will give that land to you. And we can extract from that the principle that, that God asks us to walk by faith. Remember when God, when Abraham leaves his, the land of his father, he goes into a foreign land that he does not know and he walks by faith without God having told him where to go, without the Lord having told him uh, what, what's up ahead. He simply says, I will bless you and make of you a great nation, right? And the, the principle that we extract from that is that as God speaks to us, that we can be assured that even if we don't have all of the plans laid out in front of us, that we serve a God who will walk with us along life's journeys, that he will reveal to us in time what he has for us, and that if we have to walk by ourselves, that we're never by ourselves but God is walking with us. Amen. He's walking with us. So, so we extract principles of those promises. We can apply those to our lives. Um, and so some of the Old Testament scriptures that we were reading last, last week um, from the Psalms, God promises uh, that we have in him a rock. We have in him a fortress. Um, uh, the third promise, I believe we, yeah, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. I told you that that precious song of my family, one that we we sang uh, uh, growing up and one that I enjoyed listening to my, my aunts and uncles sing. Lead me, guide me, pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Principle we can pull from that, that God God promises to be our rock. He promises to be for us that which uh, covers us 
that which keeps us. We can hide ourselves in him and we can be assured that as we uh, follow the Lord, he is leading us and he is guiding us along life's journey. Third, Psalm 46, <clears throat> sorry, Psalm 46, verses one through two. Psalm 46, verses one and two. Excuse me. <clears throat> God promises. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I know you love that verse. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Stop right there. Look at that. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The psalmist, the psalmist recognizes in this passage that when he is in trouble, that God has not left him, but he is, watch this, y'all, very present. Did you see? Did you see that? He not, not only not only watch this, not only has the Lord not left, but he's very present. I mean, that what the psalmist is saying is is that, listen, he's right in the middle of what you're going through. He's not just around somewhere, you know, in the distance, watching from a distance, but he is a very present help. He's right there with you. He's right there with you, very present in your sickness, very present. In your struggle, very present. In your hurt, very present. In your grief, very present. Whatever, whatever you are dealing with, he, he's not a distant God. I, I started out by talking about his omnipotence, but he's omnipresent. He is right there with you, very present in time of trouble. The psalmist said, therefore, what am I afraid for? Why, why am I afraid? Why, why am I? I will not fear. I will not be afraid. Listen, the devil wants you. To, listen, Here's what the devil wants. The enemy wants you to start getting afraid of the stuff that you're dealing with. Because, because when fear grows, faith is pushed out. And so the enemy loves for you to grow in fear. Because the more you're afraid, the less you can operate in faith. And so the psalmist says, I will not fear because I know the Lord is right there with me. 
And if the Lord is with me, I mean, I'm talking about the almighty God, that Lord, the El Shaddai, that, that Lord, Jehovah Jireh, the, the God who provides, that Lord, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace, that Lord, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals me, that Lord, if that God is with me, then why will I be afraid? Yeah, yeah, I will not fear. For Jehovah God, the Lord is with me. Somebody, somebody else say, he's with me. He, he's with me. Yeah, God, God is with me. God, in my storm, God is with me. In, in the rain, God is with me. I need I need somebody to hear me tonight because, because you've been going through a storm. I see you. You've been going through a storm. And in, and it ain't it ain't it ain't no light storm. It, I mean, it's been pouring in your life. And I'm talking to you tonight. God has not left you. He is very present in your life. Hear me tonight. God is very present in your life. And you might feel like the Lord has left you. That's nothing but the enemy playing tricks on your mind. He is very present and he's never left you. Yeah, God is with me. God is with me. God is with me. Very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Amen. Not going to be afraid. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That means, that means, that means, watch this. That means I'm not walking around fretting and afraid, but I am walking in faith because he's given me a sound mind. A, and with a sound mind, let, watch this, y'all. With a sound mind, I have peace. With a sound mind, I can look at life through the lens of faith and know that even what I'm going through. I, you, listen, you, you know I preach this all the time. I teach this all the time. Listen, when I, when I look at life through the lens of faith, I see it and I see the dual realities of life. I, I, I call that the duality of reality. And what faith does is it allows me to see both and, not either or. <laughs> when I'm looking at life through the lens of faith, I see both and, not either or. And, and, and some, some, some folk will try to tell you that faith only looks at it from one way. No, faith lets me see the whole picture. Faith let me seize the reality of the doctor's report, but it also let me see the promise of God's word. That's the duality of reality. I can see what the doctor says that I have, and I don't have to deny that in order to see by faith what God says about what the doctor has said. Y'all finna make me preach up in here. Faith does not deny reality. Faith allows you to see 
the dual nature. It lets me see the natural and the supernatural. Come on, somebody. Yeah. And so I will not be afraid because God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And with a sound mind, I can see both and, and not just either or. I see God working in my, I'm sick, but I see God working in my sickness. I'm hurt, but I see God working through my hurt. I'm down, but I see God lifting me up from my depression. Help me preach tonight. All right, all right, let me go on because I got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, Jeremiah 29 and 12, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 29 and 12. Jeremiah 29 and 12. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me. Watch this, y'all. And I will hearken unto you. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Here's the principle. It's a promise, but there's a principle in the promise. And it's simple. God hears our prayers. God hears our prayers. Right? God hears our prayer. Listen, see, you know Jeremiah 29 and 11. Right? You know Jeremiah 29 and 11. One verse before that says something about the plans. Y'all remember that, don't you? <laughs> for for I, I know the plan. Yeah, y'all know that. Yeah, we we quote that it's on it's on mugs and and graduation cards and everything, everything else. I know the plans, right, that I have for you, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future and expect an end, right? You know that. But this says, Jeremiah 29 and 12 says something else. And remember, remember again, keep it in its context because God is talking to a specific situation. He's talking to, he's talking to uh children of Israel who have been scattered and dispersed in a foreign land. And he's telling them, listen, uh, you go back and look at that chapter. He's telling them, listen, uh, settle down in the city that you're in. Go ahead and plant gardens and build houses and, and let your children get married. He says, for as the city prospers, so will you prosper, right? And it's on the heels of that that he says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and to give you an expected end. So in the context, the Lord is promising people who have been dispersed, who are wanting to go back home. He's saying to them, listen, where you are, you're going to be there for a while, but don't despair because I have plans for you there. This is going to bless somebody. See, you've been trying to get out of where God has you. And God is saying to you, I need you to buckle in and settle down for a minute because I will bless you where you are. Till the land where you are. Plant gardens where you are. Plant grapes and vineyards where you are. Build houses where you are. Somebody ought to say, bloom where you planted. <laughs> yeah. 
God says, listen, I can bless. Instead of you trying to get over here, you're trying to get to Atlanta, you're trying to get to Texas, you're trying to get to New York, you're trying to get to all these other places. God says, settle down. I will bless you where you are. Trying to, I'm trying to talk to somebody tonight. I don't know. I don't know who that was for. You trying to get to Nashville? You trying to get to this place, that place, and the other? God says, "Listen, settle, settle down, sit down, plant, bloom where I've planted you. Bloom where I've planted you. Because you're gonna be there for a minute. And quit trying. Listen, quit." Quit comparing. One of the problems, we can't bloom where we're planted because we're looking at flowers and other pastures. Deal with your pasture. Yeah. And if you bloom where you planted, you can make it beautiful. Good God Almighty. All right, all right. I don't know where that came from. But here, here's what God is saying in verse 12. He says it again in verse 12. He says, listen, when you call upon me, because what he knows is, listen, what he says is, I know it's going to be tough for you. I know you have in your mind that you want to be somewhere else. You want to go back home. You want to go to, to where, where, where things were good before. You want to get back into that space. He says, but listen, while you are where you are, when you call upon me, when you pray, I will hear you. When you pray from where you are, I will hear you. That's good news, y'all. That's good news. See, because children of Israel were, were thinking, you know, and, and the the um the woman at the well, sort of when, when Jesus uh talks to the Samaritan woman at the well. And she talks about uh, worshiping on this mountain versus that mountain. You all worship on that mountain. We worship on this mountain. You know, the place mattered to to the Jews. Place mattered, and and so there was this idea that that only in this place or in this location, geography mattered. And it's on this mountain where we can pray, and God hears us. It's in this city that we pray, and the Lord hears us. God says, "No." Mm -mm. I'm bigger than that. I'm bigger than your city. I'm bigger than your house. <laughs> Wherever you are, you pray to me. Whatever situation you're in, you pray to me, and I will hear you where you are. Mm. My God. I... I I, I feel the need to, to talk to some preacher tonight. I don't know if any preacher is on, but for some reason, I need to tell you, God has you where he has you for a reason. God has you where he has you for a reason. Bloom where you're planted. That, that, that was just... Take, take that as your word. Bloom where you're planted. You, you don't have to go anywhere else. God will bless you where you are. Bloom where you're planted. Mm. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm through with that. Jeremiah 33 and 3. Jeremiah 33 
and three. Call unto me, I will answer thee. Show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Look at that, y'all. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. God says, I'm going to show you stuff you need. Listen, <laughs> keep that up for just a minute. If you stay where the Lord sent you, God will show you stuff that you never imagined was possible. If you bloom where you're planted. God will show you great and mighty things that you weren't even aware of, that you didn't know could happen. Some of us are, are busy chasing, chasing significance. Ooh, good God. I'm gonna say it again. Some of you are busy chasing significance. Sit down where God has you. Work the land around you. And let God show you great and mighty things that you didn't have any idea about. Are you hearing me tonight? And he says it again. There's the promise. When you call out to me, because you've been obedient, because you you stayed the course where you were, you stayed where I planted you, you weren't in too big of a hurry to get somewhere else because the trends were over there, but you realize that, that the God of Atlanta is the God of Jackson, the God of California is the God of Mississippi, the God of, hey, <laughs> I'm gonna stop, but I'm trying to talk to somebody. All right, all right, all right. God will bless you where you are. All right, here we go. Psalm 37, Psalm 37. I don't know who that was for, but I promise you, whoever you are, you tuned in tonight and that was your word. You tuned in tonight and that was your word. Psalm 37, verses four and five. Psalm 37, verses four and five. Delight thyself. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And what? And he shall bring it to pass. Delight thyself in the Lord. Here's the promise. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Here it is. Here it is. Real simple. Listen. When your passions are about eternal things. Let me let me let me let me put it in New Testament language. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things. There it is. That's New Testament language. That's what Jesus is. Same principle. Delight thyself in the Lord. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and he shall give you the desires of thine heart. And all these things will be added unto you. You see the parallel? You see that it's the same, it's the same problem. And that's why Jesus says this about the Old Testament. He says, I haven't come to destroy the law. I've come to fulfill 
I've come to fulfill it. The words of Christ don't contradict Old Testament law. It fulfills. It parallels. When he says, you've heard it said, but I say unto you, he's not contradicting that. He's showing what, what the fulfillment of that is. So does, delight thyself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he will bring it to pass. Watch this, y'all. Commit thy way to the Lord. Um, keep, keep that up for just a minute. Commit thy way. Um, commit to commit to 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 make a promise <laughs> to make a promise commit thy way unto the lord lord i promise you psalmist psalmist is saying listen god is the god who makes and keeps promises to us we need to be about making and keeping promises to him. Be a promise keeper. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Lord, I'm, I'm promising, I'm, I'm giving. I'm giving my life. I'm giving my, 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 my agenda, my will. I'm committing that unto you. It is my offering that I promise to give you. And I'm trusting it in your hands. The psalmist is saying is this, listen, let me, let me help you. Psalmist is saying this, do you trust the Lord with your life? Do you trust the Lord with your life. Now, if you answer yes, because I know you're a good Christian and you're quick to say, well, yes, I trust the Lord with my life. Okay. Let's define life. Do you trust him with your career? Do you trust him with your money? Oh, it's getting real now. Do you trust him with your marriage? See, we 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 want we want a we want a big general statement that we can all agree on. Of course, I trust you with my life. Drill down on that a little bit, because you got to trust him within all aspects of your life. I trust you to guide my career, so that in it and through it, your purpose is performed in me. I trust you with my finances so that I am not trusting in money, but I'm trusting in my maker. I trust you with my marriage. And when I trust you with my marriage, I don't watch this. I don't try to manipulate my spouse, but I trust 
that you are performing your work in my spouse as you are performing your work in me and we will become one. We are united. I trust you. Help me somebody. Yeah. I trust you. So he says, commit your ways unto the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen, somebody. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Okay, I told I told you about um, some some specific uh, uh, some specific uh, promises. Deuteronomy five, <clears throat> Deuteronomy five and twenty nine. Excuse me. Deuteronomy five and twenty nine. Oh, that there were such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always. That it might be well with them and with their children forever. Watch this. That it might be well with them and with their what? With their children forever. Jesus, Jesus says very similar. Well, let, let, let me give you a couple. First of all, Jesus says this. He says, if you love me. You'll keep my commandments. You remember that? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. God says, a heart. Oh, that there was such a heart in them. If you love me. <laughs> you see it? Again, Jesus does not come to contradict what Old Testament says, but to fulfill Oh, that there was such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always. If you love me, if you have a heart for me, you will keep my commandments. That it might be well with them and with their children forever. What God says here, though, is, watch this, he extends it even further. He says, listen, when you have a heart for me, and you express your love for me, not just in your words, but in the keeping of my commandments, in your obedience to my word. Here's what God says. It'll not only bless you, it'll bless your seed, your children. Your obedience becomes a blessing for future generations. Now, it does not change the fact that future generations need to know the Lord for themselves. It does not change the fact. Yeah, you, you, old folk used to say, listen, you, you got to know the Lord for yourself. Somebody said every tub sits on its own bottom yeah you you gotta know him for yourself right but what this does say is that when we live according to the principles and the precepts and stand on the promises of god's word that we have the ability by through our obedience to impact positively 
future generations. I mean, think about it. Even in the natural, in the natural that works. If you are a good steward of what God has given to you and you steward it well, that can be a blessing for future generations. And you don't even have to be a believer to be a good steward. I'm just showing you in the natural how what you do in one time period can positively impact the next time period, the next generation. But now put some word behind that. You're not only a good steward, but you're a good steward who believes in blessing the kingdom of God, in advancing the kingdom of God. You believe that there is a reason for you to, to pour into the lives of others such that the gospel of Jesus Christ goes forward. Now you're establishing a legacy of, of ministry so that future generations come to know Christ through your lived obedience to the word of God. How many, how many generations have been impacted by people of faith who have just lived according to the word of God? I'm looking at people on this line right now who can testify that you are blessed because some folk before you in the generation before you lived godly lives. They obeyed God and their obedience was a blessing for you. Can, can anybody testify to that? That the obedience of future generate of, of past generations blessed you right now. Can anybody say that's me? I know I know I'm blessed because of what granddaddy did. I know I'm blessed because of what mama did, what daddy did, grandmama did. I know I'm blessed. Yeah. 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 And so the obedience of past generations. God says I will bless your children because you obeyed me. Psalm 119 and two. Oh my. Psalm 119 and two. Let me hurry. Psalm 119 and two. Um, blessed are those that keep his testimonies and that seek him with their whole heart. That keep his testimonies. Again, Keeping the, the word of God, keeping the commandments of God will bless you. It'll bless you, y'all. It'll bless you. It will bless you. It'll bless you. All right. Um, Proverbs, Proverbs 3 and 6. Proverbs 3 and 6. In all thy ways do what? Acknowledge him. And he will do what? Direct your path. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. The promise is, 
when you acknowledge God, when you, well, let me say it this way. When you give God glory, God will give you guidance. When you give God glory, God will give you guidance. God will direct you as you glorify him. Here, here's the challenge. See, because a lot of us, when, when, when we become successful or when we get an award or an accolade or an achievement or recognition, anything like that, we're quick to sort of, you know, take that in and heap that on ourselves. But Solomon is saying, listen, you better learn to acknowledge God. And 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 that's not just that's not just that's not just you know. Thank you, Lord. You know, but that that's that's really, it's that, and then also watch. Let me say it this way: it's thank you, Lord, but it's also watch this. It's also being willing to offer your testimony to others of the Lord's doings in your life. And say it like this. So when someone when someone congratulates you, that you're willing to say thanks be to God, or when somebody asks you in a sidebar, how did you do this? That after you tell them everything you did, that you're willing to say at the end of that, or even at the beginning of it, listen, <laughs> this is the Lord's doings, and it's marvelous in my eyes. Yes, I worked hard. Yes, I studied long. Yes, I did everything I knew to do. But be very clear. God's hand has guided this. God put some people in my path who I didn't even know. God made some connections for me that I wasn't even aware of. God did some great and marvelous things that blew my mind. All right. Uh, let me let me get the oh, I'm out of time, but listen, let me get these last two quickly. Philippians 4 and 19. Philippians 4 and 19. 4 and 19. Here's what uh the apostle Paul says. But my God shall do what? Supply all your what need according to his riches in glory that's the promise the promise is here it is god will supply your need and watch this i love the fact i love the fact that he says all your need whatever you need see the reason i love that is because this is not just about money y'all it's not just about, you know, material stuff, because can we be honest? Can you be honest and say, Lord, um, yeah, my, my greatest need right now is not necessarily money, right? And don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about me. I'm saying, I'm saying some of you can acknowledge, you know, right now, what you really need is peace or what you really need is direction. Or what you really need 
is covering what you really need. Amen. And what this is, is God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Last promise, and I'm through. Last promise, John 3, 14 and 15. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him, what? Should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. It's the promise of eternal life, you all. The promise of eternal life. Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. You all remember that? And 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 God says in that passage uh, to look and live. You look it up. Look and live. And and in similar, uh, Jesus says, "Listen, the Son of Man will be lifted up, and whoever is looking to Jesus to be the author and the finisher of your faith, whoever is looking to Jesus as Savior and Lord, that person will be given eternal." life. That's the promise. That's the promise. That's the promise. I'm out of time, y'all. I pray it blessed you, but I pray more than that, that it encourages you in 2022, stand on the promises of God for two reasons. God cannot fail and God cannot lie. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We love you. We love you. We will see you all. Listen, we will see you on Sunday. What is it this fifth Sunday coming up? Amen. Fifth Sunday's coming up. So uh, y'all go ahead and register. I want to see y'all. Listen, I want to see somebody I hadn't seen. I ain't, I'm, I ain't calling no names. I just want to see some faces that I haven't seen. So listen, go and register uh, online. I, I, listen, go and register. Uh, listen, you, you, you let the spirit move, but register and be a part of our fifth Sunday service. I want to, I want to see some faces I haven't seen. I want to see some faces I haven't seen. And, and I, I want to see, I want to see, I'm going to put another challenge out there and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to build on this challenge, but I'm going to go ahead and put this challenge out there. Now I want to see some families. I want to see some mothers some fathers, and some children. I'm talking to you. I want to see some families. I want to see some mothers, some fathers, and some children. Amen. That's the challenge. That's the challenge out there. Amen. And we're going to build on that. We're going to build on that. But but let that sizzle in your spirit tonight. Let that marinate. It's Wednesday, so you got plenty of time to get ready for fifth Sunday uh, coming up. Amen. I want to see some families and I want to see some faces that I haven't seen uh, uh, in a while. God bless you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, God, for this day, for this time together. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will bless now uh, your word and the study thereof. We pray, God, that you will allow us to be affirmed in our faith, to stand on the promises of God. Thank you for your word and thank you that you never fail. And Lord, we pray now that in all things, we will acknowledge you, we will commit our ways to you, and in so doing, you will guide us and you will give to us the desires of our heart. 
They are in your blessed will, God. Give to us that which we desire and that which we ask, believing that if we ask, it shall be given. If we seek, we shall find. And if we knock, the door shall be open unto us. Bless it now. By the presence and power of your spirit, we ask in Jesus' name. And for his sake, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. We will see you on Sunday.